Welcome back to Commission Impossible. All that time off and I got the name right. Uh, I am Scott Fish and with me is Ryan McDowell. We've become known for our commissioning over the years and got together a couple of years ago to start a podcast to help commissioners out there. Um, Ryan, I'm just kind of giving a breakdown for new listeners, if you don't mind. No, no, it's it's been a while. Hopefully okay. we have new listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are new to the show, all episodes are pretty much evergreen and we hear people binging them all the time, which is awesome. I love hearing that. And uh, I'm trying to get better at writing descriptions for the show. So like when you go on iTunes or whatever podcast player, you can see the description and know what's in each show. So I might go back and do that for the early episodes as well. But yeah, they're very binge worthy if you want to go back. Uh, what we do is kind of go over bad commissioner stories, interesting league ideas people have sent us, uh, listener questions, um, stuff like that. And and we read, we answer nearly every email we get. So if you want to email us, it's commishpod at gmail.com. I think I got everything out of the way, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're glad to be back. I've, <laughs> I missed... I miss talking to you, Scott. I miss talking yeah. commission stuff with you. Yeah. And, and this is for commissioner. I think this is like actually the, the prime time of the season. You know, hopefully uh, if you've got a good league and, and you've done a good job setting it up, the season runs pretty smoothly, right? Like you, you don't yeah. have to do too much during the season, but it's this time of year when you're dealing with payouts and you're dealing with stat changes and yeah. <laughs> owners, yeah. uh, owners leaving and, um, you know, consider starting to consider new rules, even for 2019. This is, this is like either the commissioner dream or the commissioner nightmare, yeah. I guess, depending on your point of view on it. Yeah. I guess many of those things are dreams and many, and some are <laughs> nightmares. So maybe it's a little mixture of both. Um, so you mentioned uh, about you know people leaving leagues. We we like to say on here, never feel bad about leaving a league, especially if you're in one one of me or Ryan's. It, never feel bad about, but never feel bad about leaving a league. It's this is supposed to be about fun. It's supposed to be about enjoying uh, what you're doing. Um, maybe for some people it's for money, but uh, yeah, don't don't feel bad for leaving a league. If you need to cut down, you need to cut cut down. You should not feel bad about sending that email to your commission. I know it feels like a hard thing. It really it's you shouldn't worry about it. Uh, how about ending a league, Ryan? Not just leaving a league. What if you're a commissioner and you're thinking about ending a league? Yeah, you said you said don't feel bad about leaving a league. Uh, I, I don't know. I I I've actually over the past few weeks i guess i've i've actually made the decision to end a couple of leagues that i mm -hmm. was the commissioner of and i i do kind of feel bad um well ending a league is a little different right than, than just one person leaving a league sure sure um so yeah i i do feel bad about that um but i i also think it for me at least it was it was the right time um so i i um made the decision and basically as soon as I did, I, I let everybody in the league know. So, I, right. you know, we talk about rule changes and, and some of the different things you can do in leagues trying to give, um, give notice. I don't know if there's ever a right time to make that announcement that you're, you're basically putting an end to the league because even if you were to do it in the off season, some people I think would just bail certainly teams that, that didn't have a good chance at, at a championship. I could see them just leaving. Yeah. And and then you're trying to fill, 
fill spots with that caveat that there's only <laughs> there's only one year left. Um, oh, yeah. It would obviously change how you play uh, out that year. Yeah, it would change strategies and trade value and everything else. So I don't know if there's a, a great way to do that or a great time to do that. But for me, it just it just became as soon as I decided that that I couldn't run those leagues anymore, then then I let everybody else know. Now, when you do it, and I, I, I'm guessing this is different for everybody in every league, but when you do it, do you offer up, hey, if anyone else, if you guys want to keep this going, if there's someone else in the league that wants to take up commissioning, I'll give you the keys. Do you, do you go that route or do you say, this is my ball, I'm taking it home. You guys find new leagues. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's that's a mean way to put it. But Yeah, yeah. No, no I, I definitely put it out there for others to take it on. And, and these were a couple of leagues that were built around um, unique rules that I'd come up with. So one was the second chance league, Ch second chance dynasty league, which was based uh, basically started as uh, to test the second chance draft rule, uh, which is we've, we've talked about that one on here, but that's the one where yep. you can give up your, your team and, and essentially take part in a dispersal draft. Um, so that's, that's been pretty popular and fun. I've seen that rule take off in some other leagues. So um, I, I would say if you want to call it an experiment and it was, <laughs> it was more, it was more than that, I right. think, but um, I think the experiment worked pretty well with that. We got a, a fun new rule out of yep. it. Uh, and then also the catch 22 leagues were the, the other ones that, um, that, I decided to step away from, but yeah, absolutely. I, I put that out there and <clears throat> did you commission all the catch 22s or just, uh, just the one you were in? No, I, I commissioned them all. So that was, oh wow, that was, yeah, okay. that was six leagues. Um, and they went three years. They went three years. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like a bunch of the, uh, the ones who took on the, you know, basically the waiver wire slash rookie team, uh, I, f I feel like they did really well. Yeah, they did. Um, I think that's the kind of league though. I think should have had it had an end date anyway. Right. Well, a lot of people, actually a lot of people that were in the league thought, thought it did have an end date. They, right. they were kind of thinking about it as a three year league. Yeah. So obviously in year one, those, those six teams, uh, did not do very well. That uh, <laughs> I think one actually did make the playoffs in year one um, through some trades and some other things. But um, in year two, I think five of the teams made the finals and three won championships. Mm -hmm. And then in in year three, I think four, I believe four, uh, won the title in their league. So yeah, so yeah, that one that one was more of an experiment and. Uh, it was, it was fun, interesting as well, but, um, yeah, you, you know, just life gets in the way and taking on some more responsibilities. And, uh, I don't know, Scott, you know, we say as, as parents, obviously you don't have a favorite child, right. um, as a teacher, I'm not supposed to have favorite students. I do, no, but <laughs> no, but definitely do. I grew up. My parents are teachers. But I grew up around them a lot. They're definitely favorites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we just we're not allowed to say who those are. But um, <clears throat> as commissioners, though, I, I do feel like uh, I, I kind of feel like it's the same way. Maybe you're not supposed to have favorite leagues, right. but there are there are some of the other leagues that I commission that 
I'm just more um, invested in. Yeah, more invested more in, more, yeah. more fond of. I, yeah. I, I just enjoy those more. And and usually that does not have much to do with, with the folks that are in the league. That hasn't been the issue, oh, but it's, it has it's, nothing to do with them, basically. We're yeah, it's just more it. about the more about the rule set, the, yeah. the format and things like that. So right. um, so, yeah, that it was a tough decision. Like I said, I I let everybody know as soon as I could, but I think stepping away from leagues, ending leagues is, is something that dynasty owners probably, or dynasty commissions probably struggle with. Right. We do. We, I mean, out there, there are these empire leagues that kind of do that for you when there's a back-to-back winner, but sometimes that stale factor or that lack of interest or that gimmickiness of a certain rule set is gone either before that or people still want to keep going after that i you know uh for for me i have two leagues that are 11 years and 13 years in and i'm thinking about ending them as well and i emailed both those leagues and nobody wants them to end because they are i don't know they're super deep devies they're they're just there's there's interesting stuff about them but i mean after this long and uh the when you get that far into a dynasty, occasionally it happens where there's just no parity left. Yeah. And in those two leagues, there are like three straight up amazing teams that are going to vie for the championship every year for years to come. One of them is the league I've won nine out of 10 years and I want it to end, you know, cause it's just, uh, it, yeah, it's just, it's, it's stale to me now. <laughs> and I, I prefer more parity. I per, and the rules aren't as just aren't after this long. They're just not as interesting anymore. It's tough to make that call, Ryan. And I, I applaud you for doing it. I, I for some reason I feel like I'm going to end up caving and letting the, those two leagues last another year, even though I'm just not interested. But everyone else is, and I want to make people happy. But maybe I should, you know, just send that final email and say, "Hey guys, one of you needs to take up the commission role, and I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away now." <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely a tough decision. Yeah, it definitely, definitely a tough decision, but yeah, it's got to be done from time to time. I, I think we'll split it up and do another episode of listener questions after this one. Maybe we'll do some this episode, but uh, cause we have 14 pages of listener, listener questions and that's not even counting the, the inbox, which has like another dozen emails. It's you I guys. It. I know you guys are amazing. <laughs> How much, uh, how much uh, you you listen to our show and binge it and and throw you know throw us messages. We love it. Uh, but uh, a few things to talk about, I guess. Playoff seeding, maybe trading during the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> those are things that have been popular lately. Uh, maybe touch on potential points because it keeps coming up. It came up a bunch at the end of the season. The argument spans again about. Uh, liking potential points or hating them, our, our good friend Nathan Powell uh, against them, very against yes. them. Yes, <laughs> and uh, someone for I believe it was Dynasty Football Factory went on quite a rant against them. Um, I will say this: that sometimes I see those rants on Twitter. And I don't remember if his was exactly this way, but definitely tweets in that thread were that very much. If you do it this way, you're doing it wrong, or you know, stuff like that. I hate seeing that because most of the time, these are just flat out preference calls. Honestly, most systems have some flaws. uh, So don't feel bad if you're using one system or it's same with trading during the playoffs, but on the potential point side, I want, I I should say in safe leagues, 
It's a commissioner service. We use potential points because tanking is something that can really hurt things in those leagues. And that is such a great anti-tanking measure. It definitely has flaws, definitely has flaws. But I think the anti-tanking measure for a commissioner service outweighs <laughs> the flaws that it does have. But uh, I'm fine with whatever side you're, you're on for potential points, honestly. Yeah, I guess I don't, I, I don't use them in my personal leagues. I should say that, you know, I'm so I'm at least that on my, on that much on the fence that I feel like it's good for the commissioner service, but I don't have it in my own leagues. Right. I'm the same way. And I'm glad you brought up tanking. I was going to say a potential points discussion is really just a tanking discussion. And, and that's why I think that's why it is, it, it can become so heated at times because, um, you know, there are some, there are some like, like you that aren't bothered by tanking. In fact, you almost, much anymore. you almost, uh, allow or, or sometimes encourage tanking. I, I do have leagues that allow it. Yes. Um, one thing I like about potential points and I, and I think this has been brought up as, as a negative people have said, if you're using potential points, then teams that are trying to tank essentially, or trying to, to lose productive struggle, whatever you want to call it are just going to trade away their high scoring, good players, especially right. if, if those players are veterans um, in order to lower their potential points uh, and, and raise their, their draft spot. To me, that's a, that's a positive. I yeah. mean, if, if potential points encourages trading, then to me, that's, that sounds like a great thing. Yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of with you on that one. The the one that I hate seeing is if you do the draft by t potential points, you should do the playoffs by that. Or if you do the just just usually the if you do the playoffs one way, you should do the draft the other way. I'm actually pretty against that. I'm fine if you do, but that should not be a hard set rule. And so when people when people bring that up, I I really really dislike that. I think that's a poor argument. Yeah, I hadn't, I haven't actually thought about that too much. So you're saying you should do it one way or the other. Is that what you, I'm saying you don't have to be beholden to one do. If you do potential points for the draft, you shouldn't be beholden to do that for the playoffs because I, I believe potential points more shows how good the full depth of your roster is. Um, right. And I understand making a, a, a rookie draft by that. And I think that seeding the playoffs based on record and you know points for and stuff like that measures how what you did in that season as as an as an owner, like making moves to get better starters. Um, the head-to-head -head matchups actually mean something. The total points is based on your efficiency at putting in a great starting lineup. Um, Okay. I, I think those are two very different things. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I was misunderstanding you. I was thinking you were talking about the rookie draft order, how you treat the non-playoff teams versus how you treat the playoff teams. Oh, no. I'm talking about there are people yeah, that say versus if you draft. set your playoffs one way, you should do the rookie draft the same way. I disagree with that. No, I, I disagree with that as well. I can, I can see going uh, – 
Yeah, I don't think those I don't think those rules conflict necessarily. No, I, not at all. I I've thought a lot about that, and that's probably my least favorite argument, or least yeah, least favorite argument I see out there is those two do not have to be. They kind of measure different things. They can measure different things. They can measure the same thing or different. I don't think you you should be stuck to one or the other. Um, so basically, yeah, a lot of love and hate of potential points out there. I'm so on the fence about it. You know, <laughs> I am it, too. I, I think that's funny that um, people are so stuck in one way or the other. Yeah, and, and then each of us just yeah, eh, yeah. either way, <laughs> whatever. I, I do, do kind of feel like in the middle though. Yeah, I do think that makes sense though for a lot of things because we we like to try a lot of different, unique, interesting rules, and we know that all the rules we implement have flaws and they have awesome benefits. And I think potential points is just another one of those. So if it works for your league, it works for your league. And one argument someone brought up in in one of those threads is how little of an issue tanking is, which is absolutely not true. Mm, it's no. It happens in tons of leagues. Um, it happened in a good amount of uh, safe leagues that were did not have that anti-tanking rule. Um, it, it it's a thing out there, and if if you allow it, people are going to try to you know subtle tank or not so subtle tank and and stuff like that. I uh, the tanking is definitely a definitely a thing out there. I don't think it's I don't think it's l as little done as the people in that thread thought. So what is your, what's your current stance on it? We've obviously talked about this on the show before quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and as I said, as, as you said, you do now have leagues that <sighs> allow tanking. So now yeah. going, going through a full season of that, what, what are your thoughts on it? On, honestly, it's pretty much unchanged. I the the pigs three ran completely allowing tanking and i tried it because i've never tried it before <laughs> i i went in going i have never tanked a team i've i've been win now for i did productive struggle in the mid 2000s and i've been win now for the better part of a decade just trying to win every year and i've just never done it so i wanted to try it and it hurt me every week trying it i'm sure for some people it's easy to just set a crap roster but for me it sucked but um I'm going to like the amount of cash I get back. I'm pretty, I'm pretty indifferent. I think it's just a strategy now, like for picks three, I think it's just a different strategy. If you allow it, I think people are fine with it. If, if everyone knows, I think the, the argument that I've seen and that I've, I guess, considered about it is just how the schedule impacts things. Yeah. So, and, and that's you know, a playoff seeding issue in my opinion, because I give half the, half the playoff seeds to points. So, right. so I, I think that overtakes it. You're only talking about those two few top teams, you know, might got, might've gotten affected, but I don't think it, I don't think it changes a whole lot, but go on. Sorry. I kind of interrupted you. No, I, I was just going to say most teams that do end up tanking or, uh, or at least considering tanking probably aren't doing so the first week maybe even the first month of the Very season yeah. so if you catch if you catch those teams then that's a lot different than getting them in week 12 or 13 with the playoff right. spot on the line so I, I think that would be the big um it's 
it, you're you're yeah. you're nailing you're you're either circling it or you're nailing it. But the my biggest thing with anti tank or with the allowing tanking is you cannot have six head to head playoff spots or even five and one. Um, I I don't think you can do that just because, like you said, the schedule. I think it needs to be something closer to what I do or John Bosch does, which is three and three. You know, because. Um, if it's all head 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 to head, yeah, tanking. I would never allow tanking in all head to head, and I even have reservations on a five head to head one by points. To be honest, yeah, that's it's, that's what most of my leagues are five, and then that final spot for points, right? And and even just this this conversation that we're having has me considering a, a four and two uh, format. Yep, I I really, yeah, exactly. I. I bounce between three and three and four and two um, for safe leagues next year. We're going to be changing it to, I believe five and one. And I highly, highly considered four and two, but there are so many casual players in those leagues, you know, not like in the weeds, like us and mm-hmm. the, our small Twitter community that they, the, a lot of them even wanted just six head to head, but yeah. I, can't, I can't go that route. I need, to, no. I need to introduce them to the top point scorer at least getting in. So, um, so let's uh, let's move on to trading during the playoffs, which has also got its own little. I think they, there's like a little. I can't remember the where they use like mafia or something. Like <laughs> yeah. there's, there's this segment that is very pro trading during the playoffs, which I'm I'm actually fine with. But um, I'm also I will not do it in my leagues. Uh, do you want to start, or do you want me to tell my experience in this? I think I think you've probably had more experience with this than I have, so so take the floor here. So I've I've been commissioning Dynasty League since 1992, and in the gosh the 2003 to 2007 eight range, I ran still ran a ton of leagues, right? And I didn't have trade deadlines at all for quite a stretch. It might have been like 01 to 08 or 01 to 07 or whatever, and the amount of leagues I saw just die because of no uh, because of allowing trading in the playoffs it it was very frustrating it and people consistently got butt hurt even though you walk in knowing hey you can trade during the playoffs it's known it's a known rule and people would get into against a playoff matchup or especially the championship game a few times um where you know one team would arm up and the team that knew trading was okay still got butt hurt. And and we we got into situations where, and I was telling Ryan this off air, where teams would ha- make deals but not have it go through until right before game time, so that the other team couldn't go quick make another deal to to arm themselves up. So and teams just got really butt hurt, and honestly, it killed uh, killed some leagues. Um, just made just we had to end them. And, uh, uh, Oh, I was going to say, if you have super hardcore, like crazy, awesome owners that are super active, it's the kind of rule that can crush a league, um, that can kill a league. But if your owners are just your normal average casual, you know, trades a few times a year teams and, and they go into the playoffs and they're, they kind of they'd probably like their roster. Maybe they'll make a trade if there's an injury type of people. Um, you're probably going to be okay. I'd say you're probably going to be okay a lot of the time. But those ha- super hardcore ones can really hurt a league. That said, I mean it's it's another one of those just preference call ones. the The problem is, 
for me out there again that the assertion that it should be this way that is just that's bull it's just complete bull to say there shouldn't ever be trading playoffs or there should be um for me i can't i close them out right before the playoffs start i say bring what you got on your team into the playoffs you know this is what you've this is what you ended your season with uh play it out and then right after the playoffs we open trading right back up um that's that's my stance but you know if you want to play with trades during playoffs i'm totally fine with it just don't tell others that that's the way it should be yeah i, I agree i've never in leagues i commish we've always had a trade deadline uh, so from a commish standpoint i've i've never really dealt with that <clears throat> i have played in in leagues that had no trade deadline at all uh, including the playoffs i've i've made trades during the playoffs to better my lineup and and uh, and won a championship because of it so um it didn't really cause any kind of issue in that league at that point but i'm sure it was frustrating for my opponent um at the very least so yeah i'm i'm with you that i think that's the way it that's the way I prefer. I also yeah. agree with with your general statement that in fantasy football, it's I mean it really it really is about fun. So yeah, if if you like it and and the eleven other guys or girls like that rule and and are good with that rule, I really can't think of of any rule. Even though Scott, you and I are both strongly uh, either opposed or or in support of certain aspects certain right. formats and settings i can't think of anything that i that i would say this is the only way it should be no matter what right yeah that's yeah that's there are a few things like that i mean we we might jokingly throw you know hyperbole on something saying never do this but that's uh, for a lot of those for a lot of these it's it's mostly preference calls and uh we we can tell you that certain certain styles have flaws um Trained in the playoffs. I did. I, I mentioned how it really hurt some of those leagues I ran. Uh, I will say there, I'm sure there are a lot of leagues out there that can completely handle it though. Yeah. In fact, I would guess most of the time, not even like 50%, like 80, 90% of the time or more, uh, the, your league is going to be just fine allowing trading during the playoffs. Um, I just don't do it because I've seen firsthand some pretty bad experiences. <laughs> So that's where I come from. Oh man, do you, oh, I want, I want to talk, uh, you know, we haven't gotten to any listener questions and I'm, I'm thinking we might just have to cut this one into a 20 minute episode or whatever it is and do a different episode with commissioner questions. But so my coworker, Matt Harrison had this uh, keeper league. He used to run. Okay. Mm -hmm. Four keepers. And I, I'd, I'd never heard of this idea. It's kind of like a super, simple kind of contract almost uh keeper league but you keep four players and it you get 10 points to keep these keepers all right and it's one point per year right so okay. the first year obviously you're keeping four people uh it's gonna cost you four points you're under your 10 points that's fine but say in year three you're keeping a guy for the first year you're keeping a guy for the third year, keeping a guy for the third year, keeping a guy for the second year. You're you're already up to you know nine right there, but year four five like once you get in, maybe the fourth one keeper you are on seven points, you know, and you can only keep three more guys that are one year in, right? 
I, I thought that was kind of interesting having just a point system for keepers instead of contracts or salaries or round that they were drafted in um, just a point per year. And you can only use 10 points or whatever you want, eight points, five points, seven points, whatever. What do you, what do you think? Of that? I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. I have not heard of that, that system either, but I do, I do really like it. I am in one, uh, one keeper league. And of course, I think our system is, is pretty typical. You keep players based on rounds and, and those rounds increase by four each year. So uh, anybody in the top four rounds are not, wow. keeper, not keeper eligible. That's uh, one of the harshest I've heard of four. Yeah. It, it, it's closer to, you know, it, it, a lot of leagues are like keep two, keep four. You mentioned with, with this league, it's, you can keep as many players as you want, as long as you can fit yeah. them in, you know, fit them in that, that range. Uh, but it ends up being somewhere between keep none and keep eh, like five or six, maybe. Um, it, so it's, it, it's probably closer to a redraft than a dynasty, but um, that that's one thing I love about keeper leagues is that there's so many, ways so many variations, it. so many ways. I, I love keeper leagues. And just for our listeners, we've gone over it before, but if you have two players that need to be kept in the same round or a player that needs to be kept in a round where you've traded a pick, we pretty much universally say you have to lose the, the higher pick above that round, correct? Yep. Yep. So if, if you want to keep Nick Chubb for a fourth round pick and you've already traded it away, you're going to have to give you a third round for Nick Chubb. Yeah. Right. Right. Just uh, Just throwing that out there. I did not set a timer, Ryan. Should we just try, just end this and do some commissioner questions? Just uh, call this one an episode. We probably should do that. Yes. Yeah. This it might be a shorter episode, or maybe we were on longer than I know. I don't know. We're <laughs> gonna we're gonna find out. So hopefully you got a at least a decent episode out of that. Uh, we have lots more to talk about. We're gonna record several. I think we're gonna release these pretty much every other week, all off season. I'm hoping we can you know, get enough recorded that we can keep a nice pace of every other, maybe Monday, I think, uh, we'll release them on. So, uh, Ryan, that's about it for commission impossible. Remember if you have any questions or stories or, or, uh, interesting league ideas or just anything to say to us, uh, you can email us at commission. I shouldn't throw it. Maybe I can. Mm. Yeah, whatever. You can email us at commissionpod at gmail.com. That is commishpod at gmail.com so for ryan mcdowell at ryan mc 23 on twitter and myself at scottfish 24 on twitter thanks for listening have a great day mm-hmm.